Hello listeners and welcome to this new episode of Your B-Side. I have the pleasure today of welcoming Mustafa. Hey Mustafa, welcome. Hello, N- nice to be here. Yeah, really nice to have you on this podcast, Mustafa, and uh, looking forward to hearing more about your B-Side. But as you know, on this podcast, we're going to start with your A-Side first. So basically, your company and your role within the, this company in 30 seconds. Hello, everyone. My name is Mustafa. I'm uh, the CEO and founder of Fluid Finance. Yeah. We are a company that has the goal of helping smallholder farmers in the global south to create wealth. Okay. What does that mean? Um, there's 500 million smallholder farmers in the world, mostly in the global south. That means Africa, Asia, uh, South America. And actually, they're economic engines. So, for instance, in the country where I am right now, one out of two adults approximately works in agriculture and is a smallholder farmer. But these people, even though they're constitute a massive uh, proportion of the working force, um, yeah. a lot of them work, live in poverty just because they don't have access to financing. They don't have access to um, uh, markets. They don't have access to inputs and services. And so what Fluid does is essentially uh, connect their data to lenders, to value chain operators, so that they have access to everything that they need to essentially build wealth over the long period, over a long period of time in a sustainable way. Okay. So fluidifying, hence the name, right? Fluidifying the connection. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. That's good. Exactly. exactly. Love it. Love it. Thanks, Mustafa. So now we'll switch to your B-side and we're going to start with the, the sports. So what sports do you like watching and what sports do you practice as well? So in my life, really, two sports have uh, been major influences to me. Uh, Muay Thai and soccer. And Muay Thai, um, you know, I was was quite the uh, conflictual kid when I was younger. And even, you know, I think even to this day, I'm... I'm, I'm someone that, uh, even in the way that I manage things in, around me, I like to have exchanges with people uh, in a constructive yeah. way now, obviously. But Muay Thai really was a sport that really helped me channel myself, but also discover a lot of things about um, what I believe uh, and how I want to yeah. go through life and also build um, uh, um, virtues such as resilience, such as the ability to, to get up when you fall down, when you get hit in the face. Um, and so it has been a sport that I've really loved. And I've also loved learning about the art behind uh, the martial art. And, you know, this is something that I really enjoy. And to this day, I watch a lot of fights. And, um, you know, okay. I'm always amazed by what these guys can do in the ring. And what uh, what team do you support when it comes to soccer, basically? Soccer so- soccer is, is actually something else that... Uh, draws me to, to, to soccer and, uh, or football, yep. really, as we call it here, which is soccer is really a game of creating awareness, awareness of the, of the pitch, awareness of where your teammates are, of, wh- of what you can currently do as you receive the ball or as you create an opening or how to escape you know, pressure. And uh, that's something that I really appreciate, you know, the, the ability to be aware and the ability to be able to combine with people using that awareness and using, you know, simple skills. So, you know, it's, it's really a game that I'm not really the best at, frankly. Uh, yeah. I think I'm more, I'm, I'm, more, I'm more naturally talented in boxing. But nevertheless, 
uh, it's it's a game that I enjoy playing just because it it's really an intellectual uh, stimulant for me. Okay, good. So we'll switch to movies now, and I think it's re- your movie choice is related to sport as well. What can you tell us about the the movie that uh, one of your favorite movies, basically? Yeah, I think at the time that I that I filled out the form, uh, uh, one movie really came to mind: Invictus. And Invictus yep. is uh, for those that don't know, the movie by Clint um, um, by Clint Eastwood, and it's a movie that describes the rugby, um, the South African rugby national team, uh, right after the up, the apartheid uh, uh, period, and it shows how their how they had to overcome uh, adversity, how they had to uh, essentially uh, uh, work together in a very uh, divided country um, between whites that, you know, constituted the the majority of players in the team and blacks that started to be members of the team and how they managed to create victory at the World Cup, but also be able to unite their country. And that's something that that really resonates with me, which is being able to work together and to bring together around and, and, and to bring people together around a bigger purpose, something that's just bigger than winning this game or winning this, this tournament. No, we want to bring people together. We want to make a country feel united. And that yeah. movie really resonated. Yeah, I loved it as well. And as you said, one of the, I mean, Clint Eastwood has done a, a lot of great movies and this one is, yeah, on the, on the top of the list. Yeah. What, uh, what are you yeah. watching right now in terms of TV series or documentaries? You know, I'm not really much of a, a movie person or even TV series, but I'm really okay. into historical documentaries. So I watch okay. um, uh, a lot of YouTube channels like uh, Epic History, Epimetheus, um, even like things that are more comical, like History Explained. Um, and uh, right now I'm watching this series on uh, Napoleon's first uh, campaign. I'm really, really into military history. Um, and yeah. I'm, I really loved how someone in their 20s managed to take so much responsibility in such um, adverse conditions and being able to rally people that didn't have any uh, motivation left, being able to essentially change the course of the war between France and Austria and Italy at that time. And that's what, uh, that, that was something that really, once again, like, uh, these types of stories in which people are able to def- beat the odds and you know insp- uh, instill purpose in people, you know those really resonate with me. Okay, so you'll keep an eye on the on the Ridley Scott movie that's going uh, going out this year, right? About Napoleon, I think it's uh, later this year. But there's been Ridley Scott as a oh, I didn't even know about another that. historical movie. Yeah, yeah, no, it's coming. I think end of the year. So yeah, for sure, I'm sure you will go to, to oh, watch that one, right? Most definitely, most definitely, yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, if we talk about music now, any artists that you can mention that you will recommend to your audience? Okay, so um, I'm African. I listen to yeah. 99% of what I listen to is African music. So obviously, I, 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 like, I love Burner Boy. Uh, if you know Afrobeats, you know Burner Boy most yeah. likely. Um, he actually inspired me to actually come back to Africa. So he released an album called African Giant. Um, and that, and the content of the album, um, his his songs about you know um, overcoming the odds once again uh, in in Africa and being able to you know be a source of inf- 
of inspiration to Africans. Um, you know that I was in Canada when the album came out, and you know I, I think that listening to that album was one of the real motivations that brought me to come back to Africa and actually start a company in Africa. Um, another another artist that I like right now is uh, Ashake. So it's written A S A K E, and uh, he's more on the fun side. But I really love how he brings traditional elements of uh, Fuji Hausa music and Hausa is a tribe in, in Nigeria into like modern uh, 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 pop Afro beat sounds. So, you know, I really encourage everyone that's listening to this to go and listen to Asake. It's, he really has dope songs. Great. Thanks for this great music recommendation. Uh, I'll add them to my Spotify place for sure. So Asake and Burna Boy. Uh, so for our listeners, obviously, yeah. uh, jump on your Spotify account or whatever streaming platform you're using for these. Uh, let's move to book uh, a book that you're currently reading or you've just finished reading. So I read a lot of books. I realized this as I was thinking about this podcast, but I read a lot of books about listening, yep. actually. So right now I'm reading, I'm just starting a book called uh, Secrets to Question-Based Selling. Uh, um, obviously, it's a book about sales, but really it's a book about you know how to use questions to drive sales, yep. which is really a lot of my job here in Africa, working with farmers, working with banks, working with, um, you know, companies that work in the agricultural space. A lot of it is just understanding people. And I realized that that's something that I'm really drawn to. So for instance, uh, something that I'm going to be reading right after is uh, the book by Teresa Torres, uh, Continuous Customer Discovery, or even books like Never Split the Difference by Chris Goss. Uh, those are books that Yes, they might teach you about a negotiation, about sales and all that, but they really teach you about listening. And that's something that, especially in my, in my field, in, even in my personal life, uh, being able to listen and really understand what um, the intent that people have or what they need truly now, is something that has really helped me uh, achieve a lot of success in my career. A lot, yeah. Okay. Which is a perfect transition to the next segment about podcasts. So what podcasts are you listening to, uh, if any? To be honest, I'm not that much of a podcast guy. Uh, okay. I well, one thing, well, maybe maybe one exception would be Vlad TV, and it's not really a podcast; okay. it's a YouTube channel. But it's really it's conversation. So I I might listen to it without even watching the video. And why I like Vlad TV, it's really a hip hop uh, uh, um, oriented um, a podcast a, a platform on YouTube. But nevertheless, I like it because it it exposes me to people whose lives are very different from mine. So for instance, they had Robert Kiyosaki. Well, I work in finance and Robert Kiyosaki works in finance as well. So there's a little bit of a link there, but you know, people that used to, uh, uh, that, you know, are artists, people that used to be criminals even. And, you know, those are not necessarily lives that, you know, I'm exposed to or realities that I'm exposed to, but it really helps me explore and learn from people that are really different from me. So uh, I, I really enjoy Vlad TV. Um, the language is a bit crude sometimes, so if you want to go and listen, just be, be prepared for that. But uh, the content sometimes is great. Not censored. Okay, sounds good. Vlad TV, so for all listeners. And as you said, let's see, this is also a trend on YouTube, but listening instead of watching, uh, that's, uh, that's something that we hear a lot on this podcast as well. All right, uh, we're going to travel with you, Mustafa, even if we're traveling already because you're in Africa right now. Uh, you wanted to talk about a memorable trip that you've done. I think it was in Southeast Asia, right? So can you tell us about it? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think that Asia, East Asia would be a better uh, definition because yeah. I visited Japan, Korea, okay. 
uh, Thailand, Vietnam, Singapore. I was going to go to Malaysia. I missed the flight, uh, but that's fine. But essentially, it was, I think, what it was one of these moments in that, well, for context, this that trip took place in 2017. But I think that yep. if I did not do this trip back in the, back then, I wouldn't have started the company that I've started now. And the reason for that is okay. when I went, especially to Vietnam and Thailand, even in Japan, actually, I saw something that as someone that, you know, is has African roots, that's African, um, I saw I saw how technology can be built yeah. to fit unique cultural situations, and I and there's one example of that that really resonated with me. Once I was in Thailand, I was in Bangkok. I was leaving this temple in Bangkok, and then we ordered a ride, and uh, we didn't have much money back then uh, when we were traveling. I think we were backpacking, uh, so we ordered a ride on on Grab, and it, and a car didn't yeah. come to pick us up. It was a tuk a tuk-tuk in Thailand yeah. that came to okay. pick us up. And at that moment, I don't know why, but it made me think like, wow, this guy probably, you know, he has the app on his on on, on, uh, on his phone. The phone is on literally on the steering wheel of his tuk-tuk. And I thought, wow, technology can be used in really Im- yeah. imaginative ways because you think Uber, you think cars. And, you know, when, you're in, when you come from where I come from in Africa, not everyone has access to a car. Some, sometimes even myself, if I'm in yeah. rural Ghana, going to one community to another, I might take a bike, uh, get some, pay someone to put me on their bike and go. But I, re- but really, what I got out of this was technology can, technology can go beyond the traditional Western um, uh, uh, context that you know we just associated with uh, Steve Jobs, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. No, yeah. technology can actually be molded to realities that you know, a totally different than the, than, than what you typically associated with. And that really, that's what, that's one thing that really brought me to uh, try to build technology for Africans in ways that are okay. really centric to them. So that was a memorable trip and also the trigger for you, as you said, to, to, to what you're already, what you're doing today in terms of, uh, in terms of work, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great, no, amazing. Thanks for sharing this, and and we will go back in time again. So you mentioned your uh, your trip was more around 2017, but I think we'll go even yeah. uh, earlier in your life. Uh, you wanted to share a personal story, a moment of your life, basically that had a major impact on your life. So yeah, listening. Yeah, yeah. I think this one's going to be a little bit more doom and gloom, but nevertheless, I like to share yeah. this. Um, um, when I was between the age of 14 to 17, my grandparents yeah. passed away in succession and I had to actually okay. personally bury them. So two of them, I actually okay. buried them personally. I put them in the ground and et cetera, et cetera. Um, and okay. I think that that experience, while it might've been even traumatic for some people, taught me a really valuable lesson, which is that yeah. very often in life, you end up You end up becoming something new when you just asked to do it, and I'll, and what I mean by that is, uh, especially when my when my when my paternal uh, grandfather passed away, we knew he was going to pass away, and so my parents uh, told me about it. They yeah. told me, "Listen, he's going to pass away. We have to do this. We have to do that, and you have to play a role in this because you know the family. We need you to play that role, and for me, yeah. that kind of forced me to develop the leadership skills. It, it forced me to develop poise. Um, I think that 
the fact that my parents took the time to walk me through it, that we had time to prepare for it, and then I had to face it and actually deliver at that moment, um, that really taught me very, really valuable lessons um, on the not so glamorous sides of being a leader. Sometimes you have to have to show poise, you have to be calm when other people are not going to be calm. Yeah. And those experiences, whilst they've been, they were uncomfortable at the time, I think really uh, shaped my personality today. Yeah, and, and about life as well, right? It, it gives you a, a very wide perspective yeah. about life in general, right? And that's... Uh... Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, uh, thanks for sharing, Mustafa. That's uh, obviously uh, uh, always good to hear some personal stories and uh, thanks for, for sharing this one. Um, we, we talked about your A-side, obviously, and, and, and what uh, triggered, basically, uh, this uh, objective of, of uh, launching Fluid, basically, as a company. Uh, what do you have time next to you? What do you have time to do next to your A-side that looks to be taking some of your time already, in addition to uh, movies, sports that we discussed as well? But what passion hobbies do you have? Uh, do you have time for anything else? Yeah, to be honest with you, the sports uh, are really a passion. I think, yeah. you know, I spend a lot of time also on my spirituality. Uh, okay. I'm Muslim. Uh, it's, it's Ramadan right now, so I spend a yeah. lot of time uh, working on it. I actually try to bring my family um, in that journey as well uh, yeah. and try to, you know, have family classes uh, about, like, Islamic uh, topics and, you know, being able to discuss, just really understand what is it that we believe in and how does that tie into... Uh, um, everything else in our lives. And, you know, that's something that um, I think for me, I think, I think for me really in, in this journey of being a founder, there's, there's, there's dark times. That's just the reality of it. Um, and, you know, having a, a spiritual, a spiritual base um, helps me really uh, go through some of these moments. Um, that's personal. I, I don't know. I don't know if that's really everyone's cup of everyone's cup of tea but for me it's really something that i like to spend time on and it helps me as well it helps me also try to make the right choices as well in my in my in my day-to-day -day, um as a parent yeah. as a spouse as a ceo of a, of a of a startup yeah so it's part of your work-life balance right you need this to 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 balance yeah. the uh, intensity that your aside will bring sometimes so you really need to have uh, this way of uh, yeah. balancing yeah, I feel yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Um, and then the upcoming years. If we look, obviously, your A side is, is still on, on the on the roadmap for the upcoming years. What projects do you have? What plans? If you look like uh, a few years ahead, or five years, ten years ahead, what what do you want to do? You know, something interesting. I've always had the same plan in my life. It, since I was yep. fifteen, uh, it's really the same. And I want to start by talking about. And, um, a historical figure that I draw a lot of inspiration from, um, yeah. Philip of Macedon, Alexander's father. Um, most people don't know who he is unless you're a, a history nerd like me, but why I really love him and I really identify with him is that he set the structure for Alexander to be successful. He changed Macedon, the country. He uh, um, really uplifted the army and gave something that Alexander could use to actually built his ledger. And for me, that's what I want to do in my, in my life. I want to set the structure and give people the opportunities to go and set and to create their legends, essentially. Um, that's why I built Fluid. That's what I'm probably going to be doing, you know, after Fluid, you know, should I become an investor? Should I become whatever? Um, I think that one thing that's always going to be important for me is 
how do I help people do extraordinary things in life and really go beyond what they think they can do. That's great. Great spirit, obviously, and yeah, wishing you all the best for for fluid and and, and the next step to 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 see what your next journey will take to, take you through, and uh, and I think you you've just mentioned it uh, earlier in the episode, but you wanted to share, and that's how we usually finish the uh, the episode of this podcast. But you wanted to share an anecdote uh, about yourself that uh, maybe just a few person know about it. So what would it be? Well, something that not a lot of people might know about me is obviously, as I mentioned earlier, I'm Muslim. Um, that's something that yeah. for me um, might, might define a lot of the interactions people might have with me. And one thing that people, especially when they, when, you know, especially people that helped me in my startup, uh, like Ben, that was uh, a, a previous uh, guest on, 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 on the show. Um, yeah. I li- uh, it, um, being, being, being a Muslim trained me in, in, in the sense of being able to seek and recognize truth. Um, and yeah. for instance, when I talk to Ben, when we sit down and we brainstorm on how to make the startup better, he grills me a lot and tells me, listen, what you're doing here doesn't make sense. You have to do this. <laughs> and um, one thing that really made me be able to accept uh, those things and really be able to take the, that criticism and actually improve my business because of that is just forcing myself always to try to seek the truth and try to recognize it in any walk of life. And so yeah. if you have a heated debate with me and you know, two days later I come back, to you and I say no, you were right. I think uh, my 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 spiritual faith plays a big part in that actually. Okay. So now everybody is aware. Uh, everybody that will listen to the podcast, Mustafa, will be aware. And uh, thanks a lot for sharing your beside yeah. to uh, to our listeners. Uh, so thanks, Mustafa. Thank you. Thank you as well. And I can't wait to listen to the next episode of the podcast. Thanks again for joining this episode and we'll see each other next week for a new episode of UOB Side. Have a great week. Bye-bye.